All right, Happy New Year. We got some happy people out there. Great. Hey, before we hop into our message this morning, uh, just let me introduce myself. My name's Kendall. I'm our executive. In shape, lose 30 pounds. Robert, our lead pastor, is in Thailand right now, having an awesome trip. They've seen some people come to Christ as we bolster our work and our team that's already there. And if you might wonder, hey, what's, what's all people's doing in the nations or what's God's heart for all that, one of our favorite events of the year is coming up, World Mandate West. Any World Mandate West fans out there? That's awesome. So I want to show you this little video, just advertise the conference as today early bird registration ends. And I know everyone hasn't got a chance to see it. It's about a minute long. So why don't you check out this video now just so you can remember to register at the end of the morning. Has dared to suggest the ongoing presence of the leader within the hearts of the followers. We all want it to happen. We love Jesus and we want our friends to love Jesus. We want these people groups who don't know Jesus to fall on their faces and worship him. We've seen the life that he offers. We see how he raises the dead. God is at work like never before in world history. not want to miss out hey, on Louis. this <laughs> All right. Great. So um, that was a great uh, video. Sorry, I got distracted there by that good-looking camera guy in the back. What's up, man? Thanks for making that video. Um, so, hey, we want to see you at World Mandate West, okay? Just register. It's going to be awesome. It's worth it. And it's my privilege to start our first series this morning. First. Say first for me. You know, the word first is found in the initial five books of the Bible 145 times. I think it's because God cares about what our priorities are. God wants our first, and he wants our best. He wants our priority to be him. Jesus said this, uh, Matthew 6, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. You know, this is the time of year when many people are making plans, resolutions. I know it's January 3rd, so most of, ours have, most of us have already failed on our resolutions. Um, I haven't been to the gym yet this January. But, but what God says, if you put my kingdom first, he'll lead us and help us take care of the rest. Amen? So that's what this series is about. Why don't you pray with me as we hop into our message this morning? Father, we do ask Lord, as we prioritize you and your kingdom this year, God, that you would add many things to us. We're believing for a great year for our church, a powerful year, and we pray over this message, God, that each person would leave with a word from you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I hope you had a great holiday. My wife and I had a chance to get away for a little while over the holidays and celebrate our 10-year anniversary. Now, you can clap. 10-year anniversary. 
and uh, it's in April, but we did it in December because that's when we could get away from our kids and kind of do all that. And so we went to New York City. It was awesome. If you've ever been to New York City at Christmas, it was beautiful. I love going to different cities. One of the things I noticed about New York City this time around was how loud it was. Maybe if you've been to a big city recently, you've, you've noticed this, that cities have different noises. I remember uh, at 17 or 18, I went to New York, and I was sitting in Washington Square uh, out there in Greenwich Village, and it was the first time that I remember hearing people speaking multiple languages around me at the same time. It was a multilingual, multinational city, obviously, very international place, but it's a very loud city. So we were on the 27th floor of our hotel, and uh, we could still hear everything 27 floors below. We could hear the construction, we could hear sirens, we could hear people. It was just a very loud place. We have white noise, so we were okay, but it was very loud. The last night we were there, we were on the 40th floor of a building, and you could still hear so much. It's such a loud place. And what was impressive to me, in the midst of all this noise, I was, I was observing just the average New Yorker, just kind of the average person, and I was watching to see how they would make space for peace and quiet in their life. How they would make space for peace and quiet in their life. So there's one thing I noticed initially. These babies right here, okay? These earbuds. Now they've been tangled up for every service, but this service, they are untangled. So here we go, I'm gonna put them in. So, so many people, now when you travel, and especially in New York, I noticed this, are wearing these earbuds all around town. I know it look ridiculous, but I'm making a point. <laughs> is this, I, this study came out actually while we were in New York, we were reading it in the news. Maybe you've actually done this. Did you know when you're out and about, you see people wearing these earbuds, most people are not listening to anything. They're just using them as like a do not disturb sign. Just leave me alone. You know, I don't want to talk to anyone. They're trying to get some peace and quiet. Um, another thing I noticed, I was reading the business news. A lot of the companies that are based there in New York City are setting aside rooms in their corporate headquarters for kind of uh, quiet and mindfulness, just knowing that their employees have so much noise in their life that they need a space to think and listen and reflect. We went to Trinity Church, which is a famous old church there in the New York area, and uh, sat in there and was the most quiet place of the whole city. It was full of people. But it was amazing how people would enter in and sit down and try to listen and be quiet. I think the spiritual parallel is obvious. But, but what about you? When's the last time you set aside time just to listen? Just to listen to God? Just to hear what his plans were for your life? You know, some of us, maybe it was this week, but I know others that might be a month ago, two months ago, some of us maybe years. There's something that happens to us when we listen. We need it. Humans need it, and God knows that we need it. So this morning, I want to speak to you from the subject, first, listen. First, listen. As we look at the scriptures today, I want to open up Matthew 17. This is a great uh, passage, and uh, we have ushers with Bibles. If you need one, you can just wave, and they will, they'll give your way. Matthew 17 is a great passage in the New Testament. It speaks of an incredible encounter that the disciples had with Jesus. And uh, people call it the transfiguration. It's when Jesus uh, appeared before him in all of his glory. It appears in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And we're going to study Matthew's account this morning as we open up the scriptures. So as we listen, Matthew 17, verse 1. Six days later, Jesus took Peter and the two brothers, James and John, 
and led them up to a high mountain to be alone. As the men watched, Jesus' appearance transformed, so his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. Suddenly, Moses and Elijah appeared and began talking with Jesus. Side note, this is the life group that you want to be at, okay? Jesus appears in all of his glory. Moses and Elijah are visiting. Don't forget the snacks because I bet they're hungry. Okay. Peter exclaimed, Lord, it's wonderful us to be here. If you want, I'll make these three shelters as memorials. One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. What is Peter ever talking about? Okay. This is a funny, funny thing, you know. I, I think sometimes we criticize Peter a little too much. You know, he was the disciple that sank, but he also got out of the boat, right, and tried to walk on water. This is another example of this. At least he was trying to respond. Why is he doing this? This is interesting. Um, he's, he talks about, let's make these three shelters as memorials. The word for that is tabernacle. Let's make these three tabernacles as memorials. Each year, at the beginning of the year, the Hebrew people, they had a festival of the tabernacles or a festival of booths where they actually would, they would, they would leave their house and they would put a tent in their yard and they would sleep in their tent at the beginning of the year. And it was their way of remembering Israel's journey through the desert for 40 years where they lived in tents. And so because of Peter's response here, some Bible scholars will say this event happened at the beginning of the year. It's interesting. So whether it did or not is, is I guess, up for some debate, but it's definitely relevant for us today as it speaks of this event at the beginning of the year. Peter explained, Lord, it's wonderful for us to be here. If you want, I'll make three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. But even as he spoke, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. Listen to him. The disciples were terrified and fell face down on the ground. Then Jesus came over and touched them. Get up, he said. Don't be afraid. When they looked up, Moses and Elijah were gone, and they saw only Jesus. This is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. Listen to him. Sorry, I took the lid off. All right, I want to pull a few things out of this story as we begin this year with the intention of listening to God, the intention of listening to God. Number one, the promise of listening, that if we listen, God will lead us. Number two, the priority of listening, that we listening to God needs to be a priority in our lives. And number three, the purpose of listening, of why God would have us listen to him. So let's talk about the promise. Let's talk about the promise of listening. Matthew 17, verse 1. Six days later, Jesus took Peter and his two brothers, James and John, and it says, and led them. He led them. Jesus led his disciples. Jesus leads his disciples. We are Jesus' disciples. Jesus will lead us. Amen? That's the promise of listening, that Jesus will lead us if we will listen. John chapter 10 says it this way. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Jesus is the good shepherd. is talking about leading his sheep. That's his promise. If we listen, he will lead us. I know in a room this size, though, there's probably a, a lot of questions, a lot of opinions on that. There may be a few people that, you know, right when we talk about listening to God, you just automatically think I'm Looney Tunes. 
If that's you, just hang around here for a few months. We believe God will speak to you, okay? But, but there's a few other groups I want to address. First of all, maybe you're asking this question, can God speak? Can, can he really speak? Is this something God could do? And then maybe there's some others that are asking, will God speak to me? Will God speak to me? So can God speak? Let me address that group first. Can we all agree that God is able to do abundantly more than we could ever ask or imagine? I think God can speak. The Bible is full of examples of God intervening in people's lives personally, directing them and guiding them. And God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, the Bible says. Hebrews says that. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So God can speak. If there's ever anyone in the scriptures that maybe had a reason to say God couldn't speak or God's not speaking to me, it was Job. If you know Job's story, um, he's kind of the epitome of suffering in the Bible. Okay, he lost everything. If you need a job, don't read Job, first of all. It'll just discourage you. Um, But Job said this in Job chapter 33. For God does speak. Now one way and now another. We serve a God who speaks. That's the promise of listening. And you might be asking this, okay, well, I understand God speaks, Kendall, but will God speak to me? Will God speak to me? I want to tell you that this is a church that has been based on the scriptural principle of hearing God. You know, when we planted this church, people would ask us, um, where's your uh, church planning prospectus? And we'd kind of be like, oh, what's a prospectus? <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> I guess we need one of those. But we, were, we planted this church because God called us to. He spoke to many people, moved to San Diego. He spoke the name, All People's Church. And he spoke to us and guided us along the way. That doesn't mean we don't make plans, but we make plans after listening to God. John 8, 47 says this, he who belongs to God hears what God says. He who belongs to God hears what God says. If you belong to God, it's part of your birthright. You are his child. You can hear his voice. When my son Isaac was born, my wife, she's a champion in 36 hours of labor. We were at the hospital. I was delirious. He came out, and I blurted out, welcome to America. So those are my first words to my child. But he heard me because he was my son. Revelation 3.22. He who has ears, let him hear. If you have ears, spiritually or physically, God wants to speak to you. He who has ears, let him hear. You know, just, just an example of maybe God speaking about specific things in our life. I told you I was traveling this last week. Well, what I've learned is when I'm traveling is to always pray about what flights I book. Um, the reason is, is because if you've ever taxied on a runway with a child screaming for two hours, you know that maybe you should have prayed about whether to be on that flight or not. And so we pray about our flights, and as we prayed, we felt led to leave uh, Dallas, Texas, the, the Saturday after Christmas, very early in the morning. And uh, the flight left, I think, at 7, so we had to be at the airport, you know, super early. And we, like, barely made it. You know, our clothes were everywhere. We were throwing stuff into bags. And we were running to the gate while they were pulling the stanchion. I'm not exaggerating. Like, it was close. And we made it on the plane, and it was very stressful. But I thought, well, God, that's what you said. Well, it was interesting because the weather was, like, in the 70s when we left. Well, later that day, there was a tornado in Dallas, Texas. They evacuated the whole airport. They put everyone underground in the airport. We would have been down there for hours with our children. And it would have been days before we were able to leave town. God knew. 
He knew as we prayed and we responded to him. You know, this kind of year, there's all kinds of people. Every time I turn on social media, there's someone else telling me what I, my plans for the year should be, right? What my resolutions should be, how I should plan my time. And, you know, December 3rd, I think, uh, January 3rd, I think most of us know our resolutions could have already failed. But the Bible says this, Luke 1, verse 37, no word from God will ever fail. Luke 1, 37, no word from God will ever fail. When God speaks it, he gives you the power to complete it. That's the promise of listening to God. The priority of listening to God. Listening was a priority to Jesus. You know, I think of Jesus, he was always hearing the things no one else in the group was hearing. He was hearing children when people were trying to push children out. He was hearing the cry of the poor when the important people wanted to be around him. Jesus was hearing a guy in a tree call his name that was too short to see him. He was always hearing and seeing things that no one else was seeing. Listening was a priority to Jesus. Unfortunately for me, listening has not been a priority in my life. Let me show you a few examples of this. When I was in fourth grade, I'll, I'll never forget, a teacher passed out a test and uh, made a big speech about reading the instructions for the test, which I absolutely ignored. And um, I took the test and turned it in. A week later, I was amazed when I got my test back and I made a low score. Everyone else in the class had made a good score. And I, I was like, what's the deal? And she said, did you read the instructions? And so I read the instructions on this sheet of paper and basically the instructions said this. These are the instructions for this test. Read the instructions and sign at the bottom of the paper saying you read the instructions and you will get an automatic A. I was like, oh, idiot, you know? Why didn't you listen? Okay, I felt the same way the Saturday after Thanksgiving when I just had to put my Christmas lights up. I was getting really into the lights. I had this big vision this year for my Christmas lights. And I just, thank you, I just had to do it. And I got the ladder out and I did not listen to my wife. I did not listen to her advice about the roof or the janky gutter or the ladder that was bent. And I fell off the top of that eight foot ladder and it hurt. And I'm glad I'm okay, but I wish I had listened, right? Listening should be a priority. I'm sure you can think of times you didn't listen to, okay, people? So <laughs> listening should be a priority. Luke 5, 16 says this. Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Jesus modeled for us a lifestyle of listening to the Father. Mark 1.35, very early in the morning while it was still dark, it says Jesus went out to pray. What's amazing to me, Jesus only had about three years of public ministry. He was very busy, but he still took time to listen. You know, if there's anyone that was under pressure in their life, it was Jesus. Jesus was under tremendous pressure. I think of this story in Matthew 17, just some of the contacts, context. Earlier in Matthew, 7, Matthew, here's what's happening. Jesus is in a crowd. Everyone's hungry. So he has to perform a miracle and feed 4,000 people. That's how his day starts. And then he goes to another village, and everyone there is sick. And it says he healed them all. He healed them all. He didn't leave out a single toenail with fungus. He didn't leave out a single sinus infection. He healed everybody, it says. I think that was exhausting. I have a friend who does ministry in Indonesia, and he has for about the last 20 years. And I was with him this fall, and I was like, what's, what's God doing in Indonesia? And he said, well, we just were able to see our first whole village accept Christ. 
And he told this story of an entire village standing up to respond to Jesus. And I said, well, what did you do after that? He said, well, I told them that Jesus heals. And so he started praying for the sick. He started praying for the injured. And he tells this, this story is there's so many people getting touched and God was doing so much that people were so hungry that he started to get exhausted. And eventually they were having to hold him up and put his hand on people so he could pray for him. And then in the middle of it, he just had to take a nap and then get back up and then keep praying for people. He was that tired. Jesus was like that every day. That's, that was his world. People pressing on him, needing help, needing breakthrough. Jesus lived under tremendous pressure. But he, he calls us to listen. This is my dearly loved son, the father says, who brings me great joy. Listen to him. You know, in the natural, when a heart is under pressure, it hardens. What happens is when there's a lot of pressure on, on the human heart, the physical heart, scars can, fissures can happen. And those things harden over time. And it causes a heart to physically harden because of the pressure. Well, I think spiritually, this happens in our life. Pressure can harden our hearts to God, to the needs of other people, right? Sometimes it's the pressure of a broken relationship. It hardens your heart to that person, hardens your heart to people like them, dealing with unforgiveness. Sometimes financial pressure, it can keep us from being generous, right? Time pressure, it can keep us from ministering to the needs of others. It puts our focus on ourselves. It hardens our heart to hear God. It hardens our heart to help other people. You know, a good thing to do if you're kind of wondering if you need to listen to God a little bit more in your life is look at how you respond under pressure. What's coming out? For me, oftentimes it's frustration. That's a Christian word for anger. Okay. <laughs> pressure right? We live under pressure, but look at Jesus. What happened to Jesus when he was under pressure? Have you ever thought about this? I think of two instances in Jesus's life where he was under tremendous pressure. One, a crowd was pressing in on him. Everyone's trying to touch him, and people are grabbing his clothes. I mean, talk about pressure. He's being mobbed. Well, what happens then? Someone grabs the hem of his garment, and she is healed. <laughs> Healing power is what came out of Jesus when he was under pressure. You know, I think of another story. Jesus is in a garden. He's praying for his life. He's gonna be crucified. He knows he's going to his death. He's pleading with the Father. He's feeling the pressure of every soul that ever lived. A lot of pressure. What happens then? He sweats blood. His blood is his mercy. That's what came out when Jesus was under pressure. For me, oftentimes, it's judgment. It's not mercy. There's something that happens when our heart becomes hardened in life, we need space to listen to God so he can do heart surgery on us, amen? Yeah, Hebrews 4.12, in the message version, it says it this way. Love this translation of this passage. It says, I think we have it for the screen. God means what he says. What he says goes. His powerful word is sharp as a surgeon's scalpel, cutting through everything, whether doubt or defense, laying us open to listen and obey. Nothing and no one is impervious to God's word. We can't get away from it no matter what. When we listen to God, something happens in our hearts where it relieves the pressure, it softens our hardening, and it allows us to receive and respond. It allows us to receive and respond again. Listening to God is to be a priority in our lives. 
I love this passage because it's not only a call to listen, but Jesus also shares with the disciples some practicals of how to listen, of how to listen to the Father. He sets them up for success. So there's four practicals here I wanna go over as this can be relevant to us at the beginning of the year. I think we have a slide. So first of all, Jesus pulls them aside at a specific time. Verse one says, six days later, he pulls them aside and they go up to the mountain to pray. I think that's interesting. He sets aside a time for them to listen. Here's the next thing, place. He brings them to a specific place. He brings them to a mountain of solitude. It's beautiful, a place that's inspiring for them to listen and connect with God. He brings them to a specific place. I know for me in my life, there's been different times where there's been different places I've gone to listen to God. I, I had a job with a very terrible commute and I'd get up really early. And during this particular job, uh, I had a long lunch break and there was an abandoned railroad station that was right next to my call center that I worked at. And I wanna tell you that call center became my sanctuary. During my lunch break, I would go in there and I would pray and I would listen to God. You know, you can listen to God anywhere. It can be in a car, it can be in an abandoned railroad center, it can be at a church, it can be outside in beautiful San Diego, it can be in a teepee in your children's room, okay, whatever. You can listen to God, but God wants to give you a place where you can listen to him. Next, community. Now, I think it's interesting is that God didn't bring Peter, James, or John to the mountain alone. And a lot of times when we think about someone having a mountaintop experience, going to the mountain, receiving from God, we, we think they're gonna be alone. But they're together in community. I think that's awesome because whenever God's speaking to us, he's gonna confirm it in the lives of others. He's gonna confirm it in our leaders. He's gonna confirm it in the people that are close to us. God's gonna confirm his word in community. Second Corinthians 13, one, in the New King James Version, by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. When God's speaking to you, he's gonna confirm it through other witnesses in your life, other people that love Jesus. It's a time, a place, and community. And finally, the scriptures, he sets them up in an interesting way here. They didn't have a bound Bible in those days, but there's something here that symbolizes the scriptures for us. I think it's interesting that Moses and Elijah are both on the mountain. In the Bible, when we see Moses, he prophetically represents the law. And when we see Elijah, he prophetically represents the prophets. It's the law and the prophets that are there together with the disciples. That represents the scriptures. God's never going to speak to us in a way that contradicts his word. Amen? Like he's going to speak to us through and in confirmation with the scriptures. So let's put up this slide, oh, it's there. Okay, great, time, place, community, and scriptures. So I'm actually gonna call you to obedience today. Are you ready to obey, church? Yeah. This is gonna be a year where we're gonna listen to God. So here's what I'm asking of you right now. Get out a sheet of paper or a pen or a phone, something to write with, and I just wanna ask you, here at the beginning of the year, what's a time that you can set aside to listen to God? Just this week, 30 minutes, a few hours, What's a time that you can set aside in your schedule to listen to God? Where can you go? That's the place. Gonna get practical here. Number three, community. Who can you process with in your life that loves Jesus? If you're not in a life group, join one, by the way. Free ad. Okay, community. Number four, the scriptures. Where are you gonna start reading the scriptures here at the beginning of the year? How can you do that? So why don't you spend a few minutes just, just jotting that down. We're just gonna sit silently together while everybody takes some notes. So please do respond, make some plans here.
Hopefully no one fell asleep. Okay. You know, I'm still amazed what will happen when I set aside time in my life to listen to God. At the beginning of uh, 2015, I set aside some time to pray and listen. And one of the things I was praying about was whether or not we should have a third child in our, in our families. That's a big decision. We were seeking the Lord about it. And just really strongly, right when I started praying, I just felt this in my heart, not to pray about it again until May 1st. Like, take it off the list. So that's what I did. I just wrote it down. Don't think about that again until May 1st. You know, shut the book on that one. And I moved on. It's interesting. April 30th, I was out of town. And that night I went to sleep. I woke up having May 1st, having had a dream. And in that dream, a friend came to me and said, you will have three children. <laughs> That's the exact date. And I said, wow, okay, God, you're speaking. So now we're pregnant. We're having our third child on June 11th. Isn't that awesome? So this is just an example of how God will speak to you. Another, I'm on the boards of several churches and ministries, and so that's something I was praying about on that particular day. And there's one church. I just felt one word for that church, the word transition. That was it, just one little word. It's a transition. Okay, so I wrote that down. I sent it their way, called them actually, and said, hey, this is the word I'm feeling for the year. Well, wouldn't you know, in 2015, they transitioned times, locations, lead pastor, and their entire staff. <laughs> it was a year of transition for them. It was all God-initiated, God speaking to people, but it was a confirmation to them of some plans that were already in the work. It's so amazing how God will speak. You know, one thing that... Um, that, that Matthew doesn't mention that's in Luke's account of this story is that Peter actually did fall asleep. <laughs> and then he woke up with Moses and Elijah there. So if it takes you time to listen, that's okay. If you're learning, no big deal. But listening to God needs to be a priority in our life. So there's a promise that if we listen, he'll lead us. Listening to God should be a priority in our life. And then finally, just the purpose. The purpose of listening. Why would God have us listen? Have you ever wondered that? you know, why he would have us listen to him rather than just giving us the whole plan, just give it to us one, two, three, and we work the plan. I think there's a few reasons, you know. First of all, listening provides us with protection, right? Like I ignored my wife regarding the ladder and the Christmas lights, and I could have been protected if I had listened. We are blessed if we listen to God. But I think there's one main reason. is because God is all about relationship. He wants us to listen to him because he wants relationship with us. He's not a God just of tasks or of goals. He, he's a living being that wants to be close to his children. And so he speaks to us and he desires that we listen because he's after our hearts. He's after relationship with us. He wants us to know that he knows us, that he knows the details of our life, that he knows our name, that he knows where we live. You know, just one story. I was uh, overseas on our school of transformation. My wife and I went through our, our outreach there and... Um, we were, we were in a new city the first day, and we were just listening, listening to God, just saying, God, what, what would you say to us on this trip? And just a word came to mind. Just one word came to mind. I didn't know what it meant, but I wrote it down. M-O-T-I-T-H. M-O-T-I-T-H. Motith or motith. I don't know how to say it. Motith. I don't know. But this word comes to mind, so I write it down. So, okay, God, that must be what you're saying. Put it in my pocket. Went throughout the course of the day. Later that day, we went to a cell phone store. We were just getting some errands done. Went to a cell phone store, and I thought, well, this is as good as place as any. So I pull out this sheet of paper with this word on it, motith, or motith, M-O-T-I-T-H. And I'm like, hey, does this mean anything to you guys? And they're like, motith, oh, motith. Yeah, he works here. He's on the roof smoking a cigarette. Let's go get him. And so 
we, we climb up this like random building in India and we're on the, on the roof of this building. And the motive, hey, this guy's here to see you. Oh, awesome, wow. Hey, God sent us here, you know, so we tell him a story. And we pray for him and he, and he gives his life to Jesus. It's an incredible story. Um, I had dinner with his family uh, two nights ago. His wife had been praying for him to come to Christ. It was a beautiful, beautiful thing. But the purpose of that story is this. God knows your name. If he could find a random person in India and give his name to a guy from America to go find that guy on a particular day that he would give his life to Jesus, God knows your name too. He knows your name. He knows where you live. He wants you to listen because he wants relationship with you. You know, listening to God is not about results. It's not about performance. It's about relationship that transforms our heart. You know, you, you can't listen really a wrong way. It's it's more about the effort. I remember the first time I really sat down to try to listen to God. It was in college, and I didn't know how to do it really, but um, I sat down on the floor of my dorm room, Indian style, <laughs> turned off all the lights. I just thought that's what people did. I said, God, will you listen to me? Well, at that point, I had a vision where God spoke to me powerfully about my life. If we give God a chance, he will speak to us because he wants relationship with us. First, listen. I love this uh, verse here, verse 8. And when they looked up, Moses and Elijah were gone, and they saw only Jesus. They saw only Jesus. You know, at the end of the day, I think something happened to Peter, James, and John that was far more significant than any of their days at Hebrew school, than any of the lessons that they had learned, maybe even any of the ministry they'd done with Jesus. They saw him in all his glory, and they drew near to him in relationship in a new way. God is after our relationship with him. That is why he speaks to us. That is why he says, this is my son. Listen to him. Are you ready to listen this year? Ready to listen to God? Well, we're gonna spend some time responding this morning, and I've, I've crafted a shorter message for this reason, so we'd have some time to pray, consecrate ourselves at the beginning of the year to God, and just to listen. So you can go ahead and stand up now. The, the band's gonna come on out. You know, everything changed for me in 2003. It was probably the most significant year of my life where I, at the beginning of the year, I came to God and I said, God, I'm gonna consecrate myself to you this year. I'm gonna listen to you. And anything you tell me, I'm gonna obey it. It was the, the year that I had a powerful encounter with God, being filled with the Holy Spirit. I led my first person to Christ that year. I saw my first miracle that year. I met my wife that year. That was a miracle too. Um, it was a significant year in my life, and I believe it was significant because I dedicated it to God. And here at the beginning of this year, just as I was praying for this message, I just had this sense in my heart just to end this way, just that there are people that just needed to come forward and say, I'm gonna consecrate this year as a year of listening to God. I'm gonna do whatever he tells me. God, I'm your servant. Speak, I'm listening. 
And so if you want to do that, I just want to encourage you just to come down to the front. You can just come down to the front now, start making your way. We're just going to dedicate this as a time of consecration, a time of saying, this year, I'm giving it to the Lord. God, I'm going to listen. I'm going to do whatever you say, regardless of whether I like it, regardless of whether I understand it, I'm going to do it. You can just go now. We'll wait for a moment. First of all, God, we, we give you the things that would keep us from listening this year. God, we give you our fears. You could just even name them right now. We give you our fears. God, we give you our idols. We give you our own ideas, our own hopes, our own dreams. We want you to dream your dreams in us, God, not our own dreams. God, we give you the things that hold us back. We give you our unforgiveness give you our debt. God, we give you any physical pain or suffering, any grief we're carrying right now. We give it to you, God. And we just say at the beginning of this year, God, speak. We're listening. And I just speak the blessing of Jeremiah 33 over this church. Jeremiah says this in verses two and three. This is what the Lord says. The Lord who made the earth, who formed it and established it, whose name is the Lord. Ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. Ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets that you do not know about things to come. Ask me and I will tell you. God, we're just asking you right now. Would you just uh, use your voice and just ask God to speak to you this year? Can we just do that in one voice together? for the gift of eyes to see and ears to hear this year. Open our hearts to receive. Just say, speak, we're listening. Let's just worship for a few moments and focus on the Lord. Surrender. 
this is gonna be the year where you're gonna be filled powerfully with the Holy Spirit like never before. Those of you that have been believing for it and longing for it in your life, this is gonna be a year of the Spirit in your life. And so, God, we thank you in advance for all that you're gonna do in 2016. We thank you for the fillings of the Spirit that are gonna happen and the transformation that's gonna happen in our lives. We thank you for the jobs and better jobs that you're gonna release to us. We thank you for the debt that's gonna be paid off. Lord, we thank you for the family members that are gonna be transformed. We thank you that we're the people we're gonna see healed and transformed in this very church. We thank you for the life groups that are gonna have influence in their community. We thank you for the churches that are gonna be planted from this church, God, and we thank you in advance, God, but we say, we speak, speak to us, God. We are listening. First, at the beginning of this year, we set aside our hearts. But God, we say, speak. We are listening. Thank you that you're good enough to speak to us, and you're good enough to lead us and keep us from stumbling. In Jesus' name, amen. Mickey, you want to come close our service? as Kendall was speaking today, a verse from Proverbs came to me. It says, listen to me, for I have important things to tell you. Everything I say is right. God speaks to us in visions. He speaks to us in dreams. He speaks to us in words through others, but mostly he wants to speak to us directly in small voice when we're meditating on him. And I just think, want to thank God for that he knows our hearts. He knows everything about us. He knows his destiny for us. So I encourage you this week to take time in this first time of the year to just journal about what you hear from God. Take time to meditate, listen to God, and just journal. And it will reveal things to you that's going to happen this year that will be amazing to you. So, amen. So as we leave today, I want to encourage you, uh, the last day for early bird sign-up is, is today. There will be people in the lobby. You'll see them with iPads walking around. You can sign up for World Mandate West today. That'll save you about $10 per person. Uh, the other thing is that we're going to be having a prayer worship night on Friday night at 630 at the university campus. I would encourage you all to be there. Make that a priority of, of your new year to come and worship and have a prayer night with us. God bless you and have a great week.